Welcome to the Covenant Women Podcast with Dr. Adonica Howard-Brown, your on-demand source for Holy Ghost-filled preaching and teaching. You bring blessing everywhere you go. You bring freedom. You bring liberty. Out of your innermost being will flow rivers of living water. Be refreshed, encouraged, and strengthened as you hear the Word today. I want you to say this with me. This, you know, we, this, this conference is, is called Priceless. And I want you to confess this with me. I want you to say, I am priceless, I am priceless. Because, because the Father loves me. Jesus gave his life for me. I'm anointed by his precious Holy Spirit. I am redeemed. I'm washed in his precious blood. I am bought with the price and I belong to him. I'm unique. I'm created in God's image. He lives in me and he works through me. He has a specific and particular plan for my life. He has placed a particular call on my life. I am his handmaid. I am his vessel. And therefore, I am fit for the master's use. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we just thank you. We just bless you. Thank you, Lord, for tonight, what you've already done today, this morning and last night. We're just so grateful and so thankful for you, for your hand upon our lives, for everything that, you, that you've done, everything you're doing, and everything that you're going to do. And Holy Spirit, continue. Please, we invite you. We welcome you. Have your will. Have your way in this place. Continue, Lord, to do a work in us. Touch us, change us, rearrange us. We don't ever want to be the same. Lord, thank you that some ladies are going to have breakthroughs, even those that are watching, Lord, going to have some breakthroughs today. Lord, thank you that some walls are going to come down. I thank you that the scenery around their life is going to change today. And I thank you, Father, that as you said, the prerequisite is that we get hungry and we get thirsty. And Lord, I thank you that you just provoke us to more hunger and to more thirst and to, to to seek you even in a deeper way than we ever had, had before and to come to know you in a deeper way than we ever have before. But I thank you, Lord, that, that some ladies tonight are gonna have a breakthrough in Jesus' name. And we just thank you for it. We just worship you in honor. Lord, do as you see fit. We make ourselves available to you. And we thank you. You anoint my lips and you anoint every ear to hear what you are saying. In Jesus' name, we thank you for it. Amen. Your worth and your value is wrapped up in, tied up in, connected to the one who created you. That very word agape, which is the Greek word for love, that means, there's many, several Greek words for love, they all mean different things. Some of them mean you know, friendship, love, some of it is the love between a man and a, a, a woman, and, you know, some of it's hospitality, some of it's just affection, and, uh, you know, some of it's like a deep, a deep commitment, like you would, between a mom, a mom and a child, and, but then there's that agape love, and the agape love, all the other love depends on the person that's, you know, we love people 
because sometimes we just like them and we love them because they do something for us. They, they, they fulfill us. They meet a need that we have. And so we have, and that's okay, and that's fine. And we have those relationships because we are human beings and God created us to live in this realm, but we are spirit beings, amen. And so we actually are connected in to the spirit realm by our spirit and by our natural, by our body, by our, our mind and our soul, our intellect, we're connected into this realm and God's created us to live in these realms with Him, amen. And so that agape love of God though, that's on like another level. So that's not dependent on the person that's being loved, that's dependent on the pe person doing the loving. And so because God loves us, because He is love, that agape love, He sees us as valuable and precious whether we are or not. And honestly, before we come to know Jesus, none of us have any worth. We're gonna all, we would have all died and split hell wide open, amen. And not necessarily because we were even bad people, but because there's only two places to go. And it's not on your works. Thank God it's not on works because we would never make the cut. We'd never be good enough. Thank God that it's on what Jesus did and it's our faith in that. But God loved us when we were yet unlovable. Jesus didn't die for his friends. He died for his enemies to make them his friends. I believe that's why the Lord tells us, bless your enemies, do good to those who persecute you because the same as Jesus, we love them, we forgive them, we bless them because as we love them, then God can do it, He can start working on them and God can turn them around and turn them into your best friend. You know, my brother, when we first got saved, he was still in school, I, I was just finishing school. We, he, he was going to school in the morning and Bible school at night. I don't know how he did it. I mean, he's a boy that needs his naps and he wasn't getting any. <laughs> and um, and uh, he started preaching at school and he was really bold. And they took, you know, normally the Student Christian Association in the school is like three little nerdy kids. I'm sorry, but you know, bless their heart. And he, so he took over the, the, the Student Christian Association, just started simply sharing the gospel with them. It exploded, it exploded so huge that they couldn't even fit in a classroom. He would, they would you know, have meetings and, and it'd be packed down and the boys would be like outside listening through the windows. And there was one particular kid that had a very tough upbringing. Both his parents were alcoholics and he'd come from just a very abusive, messed up um, family and he was drinking and smoking dope and he was older than all the other boys because he you know, failed a few years in school because he was drinking and smoking dope and you know, just, just, just messed up life bless his heart, and he persecuted my brother so much. And um, so they, they had a, because it was a small school, they had, we call it the matric dance, you call it the prom. And so they invited the uh, 11th graders to come as well as the 12th graders. It was an all boys school. And so they, they had to you know, invite a, a girl from, obviously not the school, but out from outside to come and with them and have the dance, the prom, whatever. And so my brother invited this young lady who, he wasn't dating her or anything. She was older than my brother, but she was at, at Bible school with us. And she was just such a sweet, kind, gentle, godly girl. And so she told my brother, sure, I'll go with you. And she showed up there. And you know what? She, they, they, they all sat together. And this guy that was persecuting my brother and harassing him and giving him a hard time and tormenting him, he couldn't fight, he couldn't resist this kind, gracious, loving young lady. He just, he had never met anybody like her. And just that gentleness that was on her and the love that exuded out of her, 
so touched his heart that he ended up getting radically saved, became my brother's best friend and buddy, and, and he's, you know, he's, he's in America today with his, his wife and his kids and in the ministry, and the Lord's used him in a mighty way because, you know, my brother just kept on preaching the gospel, and, and, but this young lady, she was the one that really got through to him, so gentle, so kind, so loving. So the Bible says it's the goodness of God. In other words, God's love that, that leads people, leads men, 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 mankind, that's men and women, to repentance. It's, it's the kindness of God. The love. And that's why the devil always tries to lie about, the, about God and say how bad God is. And, and you know, there's a lot of people claim to be whatever, atheists or whatever, and well, well, if there's a God, then why is there all this, you know, bad stuff in the world? Because there's people in the world, that's why. And it's people doing bad stuff because people choose to do bad stuff. And, and because God created us with the free will. And because, but also there's a devil on the loose, and that's why. But God is good. And we can know him as a good God if we'll come to him. The Bible says, whoever comes to God must know that he is and that, or believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So we have to believe that he is what? He is what, who he says that he is, not who some man says he is or some cult leader or someone's opinion, but what the Bible says about him. We have to believe who Jesus is, what, what the Father did. We have to believe. And then the other thing we have to believe is that he is a rewarder. Think about that. That's pretty powerful. You have to come to God expecting him to be a good God. You have to come to God expecting him to... Be faithful to his word and keep his promises. You have to come to God expecting something good. How awesome is that? <coughs> not come to God. It's not, well, God, I'm going to serve you. Even though you're just a mean God, I'm going to serve you anyway. That's religion. I mean, that, that's so terrible. When, like you're at a funeral and someone's lost their child and oh, you know, God wanted your child and he needed another rose bush in heaven or whatever. That's rubbish. God didn't take your child and he didn't take your husband and he didn't take your mom and he didn't take your dad and he did not do any of the bad things in your life that you've had to go through. That was the stinking, foul, lying, thieving devil. And then he lied to you about who did it. He hit you on the head and then, he, then you turn around and he said it was him. Amen. God is good. And you know, there's, there's actually scriptures that, that tell us that God to, is to us whatever we expect him to be. The way we see him, that's, so he says, with the contrary, I'll show myself contrary. So people paint this picture of God, and God's like, okay, I'll, just, I'll be that to you then. Not that God's gonna be contrary or mean to you, but if that's what you expect, that's what you're gonna get. Amen. So God is not the author of the bad things, he's the author of the good things, he's the way out of the bad things. Listen, if you find yourself in a mess, because you sinned or because you, you did something dumb, or you find yourself in trouble because of something that had, is completely out of your control, it's, it's just something that you couldn't control. Like for us, as I said this morning, it was cystic fibrosis, that we couldn't help that. Or something, maybe somebody molested you, abused you, or cheated you, or hurt you, or whatever they did to you. 
that had nothing to do with you, but it still happened to you, God didn't choose that for you, but he is the way of escape. The, my Bible tells me that, that God doesn't tempt us or test us or try us with evil. We are, we are tempted when we are drawn away by our own lust and enticed, but it says that if we will turn to God, he is the way of escape out of every situation. He's the way out. And so we should never allow guilt and shame to hinder us from coming to God. Never make that your reason why. Come, listen, if your heart condemns you, then tell, ask God, forgive me, please, whatever. If there's things that, that, I, that, I, that I know about that I know I need to confess, or there's things I, I don't know, show me so I can make it right with you. But know that when you come to God, you ask him to forgive you, he does. And you have to believe that he forgives you. And you have to keep on reminding yourself and, and go back to the word and, and keep on in the scriptures and make, till it becomes real to you, till you feel it. See, because you might not feel it in the beginning. You might not feel forgiven. You have to just receive it by faith. But as you get in the word and you, you meditate on those scriptures of how much he loves you and how much, how he's washed you clean and he's forgiven you and yeah, then it starts becoming real to you. It starts becoming real to you. You know, Brother Hagen was talking about a guy that had had terrible, terrible life and came to Jesus, and he would get up every service when they had testimonies and testify about how Jesus saved me and Jesus has forgiven me, and he would do it again and again, and some people got frustrated because he would get up like every service and talk about how Jesus saved him and washed him clean. But one day, See, he was, saying, he was saying it by faith. One day he got such a revelation. The guy got, he had a Holy Ghost hoedown all by himself. When it, when it really, 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 when it became, it wasn't just something that he, he, ha, he had attached his faith to, but it became a manifestation to him. It became so real to him that he was washed in the blood and he was right in the, in, in, before God. And so... We need to be able to come into God's presence without any, without any things standing in our way, with no guilt or condemnation, boldly, boldly. We need to be able to, God wants us to come boldly. And the boldly, it's not arrogantly, it's not coming on our merits, because we sure don't have any of those, but it's coming in humility on what Jesus has done, but boldly on what Jesus has done. Because it's that faith, it's that faith. I mean, when, when, that, when that woman said to Jesus, you know, the Syrophoenician woman, he said, healing's a children's bread. She says, even the dogs get the crumbs. I mean, that sounded kind of cheeky, and God, and Jesus was like, mm, I like your faith. Right. Call it cheeky faith, whatever you want to call it. But God respects cheeky faith. He say, I, I believe that's for me. Say that, I believe. I believe. That's, for me. that's for me. Amen. And there's a lot of us that have been through so much stuff in our life, and I, I tell, many times, ladies, I tell you, what you need is you need to go through the Bible and you need to find every scripture that talks about how much God loves you. And you need to meditate on that until it becomes real to you. Amen. And that, let me tell you, I can give you a guarantee, that'll fix every problem in your life. When you know beyond a shadow of doubt how much he loves you. And this is not something that can be even comprehended with your mind, but your mind can enjoy the blessing of it, but it's comprehended with your, with your spirit. Amen. With us, your spirit is the part of you that belongs to Jesus, made, created, made in his image fully, fully, 
The rest of us is in a, a work in progress and going to be redeemed fully when we see him and we get a glorified body. But on the inside, you are, you are his image and that image is reflected through you. And so that is your mission, your mandate on this earth is for that Holy Ghost presence that's on the inside of you, the image of Jesus Christ that's on the inside of you, for it to shine through you. So other people, when they look at you, all they see is Jesus. But for a lot of us, our life is still kind of cruddy. You know what I mean? And so we're one way at home and then we're another way in church. So at home, it's a disaster. Even on the way to church, we're, fi- we're fighting in the car. You know, we're, our life is also a big screwed up mess. And then we, you know, we put the mask on. The ch- you, know, you know the church angel mask? Oh, everything's lovely with me. Because of whatever, you know, because of the expectations. And, and, and a lot of times churches create that culture and the religious system creates that culture. And people raise their kids like that. It's all about what people see. But behind the scenes, it's a big mess and the kids know that. And that's why they don't grow up to serve Jesus because they see a, a double-minded parent. A parent that's showing them this, oh, this very religious holy, holy face in front of everybody else. And then at home, they're, they're, they're not very nice to live with. And they gossip and they backbiting and they're nasty. Amen. Pastor Rodney had one of those in his church uh, growing up and, and the kids were the same age as him and his brothers and they, they grew up to not serve the Lord because of it. I mean, this, and this lady played the organ and she was so ornery and she was always the gossipy one and the one causing problems, but I guess maybe in a small church, it's like people are desperate and they just don't wanna lose anybody, so they just, you just gotta run some people off. If you can run them off, run them off because they don't belong there. I'm not talking about being unkind or anything, but, but they either change and get their lives right with the Lord or something. <laughs> but we're definitely not putting, on your pla- putting you on the platform. But she would deliberately like play wrong keys and like <laughs> You know, Gilroy got up one time before the service and he starts playing the piano and this beautiful, sweet praise and worship and he was stomping, he was, you know, obviously he was on her turf. She's the church keyboardist, right? So she wasn't gonna have none of that. So thank God we don't have any of that here. Hallelujah, praise the Lord. <laughs> we don't, don't tolerate those attitudes. And so Gil was playing on the piano. She got up on the organ. Just started. And then when they would pray on the babies, you know, they would have a baby shower and she'd pray. I think she made, I think it was an accidental prayer praying this, but instead of praying, the fear and the admonition of the Lord, she would pray for the fear and the abomination of the Lord. <laughs> you don't want to be that lady. I, I hope that her kids got turned around at some point in their life, but you know what I mean? It, it's hard to serve the Lord when that's how your mom is behaving. So the Lord doesn't want us to wear the mask to impress other people. He wants us to take it off. He wants us to get real with God. And he wants us to come and say, Lord, here I am. I'm a big mess, help me. I, I was having an issue with the two of the grandkids fighting with each other, the bigger ones. And um, the two, Ellie and Emma, and a while back, and they had a terrible attitude. And so I got them together and I made them, okay, we're gonna pray now. So I started praying, Lord, I have a bad attitude. Ellie's like, I'm not praying that. <laughs> and I said, listen, I pray that. If I get angry, if I get, and, and I really feel like, like, okay, 
I lost it now, I got mad, I shouldn't know, but I did. And I'll go to the Lord and I'll still be mad and whatever else, but I'll go and I'll say, Lord, I have a real bad attitude right now and I need your help. And you know what? It's, it's amazing. It's like he, the Holy Ghost comes and it just, he just dissolves it. And then you can sort it out, make it right, apologize, whatever you need to do. Amen. Anyways, we got it fixed. She prayed. She said, Lord, we have a bad attitude. And we prayed and we prayed the word. And you know what? They were, they were fine for the whole day. It's awesome. Listen, ladies, don't miss the opportunity to invest the word in your children. Because it's not just the paddlings and you need to apply those when it's appropriate, but it's put the word into them. Put the word, because that's gonna keep them way longer. You know, the spanking will keep them for a few days, but the word will keep them for, the, for their life. Amen. Hallelujah. Because I notice when you have one kid that they just need a bit of attention. Sometimes they need a hug and sometimes they need a spanking and then everything's all fixed. Because you see, they know they're in the wrong. They have a guilty conscience and it's bugging them. And so, you know, when something bugs us, we bug everybody else. We just do. When, when we're bugged, we bug everybody else. We're just, and maybe we don't mean to, but we just, we, we, we're a disruptive influence everywhere we go because we're, we have this wrestling match on the inside and then we're, we're disrupting everything everywhere we go. How many of you know what I'm talking about? But then when you make it right, what happens? Peace, peace, peace. When God touches you, peace, peace. A lot of people wanna be like Jacob and wrestle with God. And when, when we've prayed for people, it's like some people just work too hard. They just try, they just work too hard at it. It's like, Lord, Lord, I want you to touch me. It's not that hard. It's about surrender. Amen. Because we always, we always, always want to work at something. We always, the flesh always leans towards a work pro, works program. I mean, the Bible talks about that. The Bible talks about it. It's not, beating up your flesh is not gonna fix your heart problem. Starving yourself, some people call it fasting, but starving yourself, <laughs> beating yourself, like they do in the religious, especially like the Catholic culture, and at Easter they crucify themselves and beat themselves till, they, till they, their body can't handle it anymore. And, they can't bleed anymore. It's like their body just like cakes up the blood because you know, they actually hit each other with, they hit themselves with these things and break their skin open and it bleeds and everything. And then the body's trying to save them even though they're, they're stupid and their own body's trying to go, hey, hey, stupid, I'm trying to save you. And the body starts like actually sealing up everything. So and then they have to like cut it again to make the blood bleed. And then they think that this is what they need to do at Easter to earn some kind of salt. Jesus already did that. He already had all that flesh ripped off of him and his beard pulled out and the thorns. And the Bible says he didn't even look like a human anymore. He didn't even look like a man. He was so physically abused and beaten and torn. And then plus the cross and everything else. He, we don't have to do that. Thank God he did it for us. So we don't, but people would rather do that and feel like they earned it. And that's so demonic. It's so, such a demonic, devilish lie. When all they need to do is bow their knee. 
They, they, they'll cross rivers and climb mountains rather than bow their knee. But that's what the Lord requires of us, surrender. In Isaiah 55, he says, wait and listen, anyone who's thirsty, come to the waters, and he who has no money, come buy and eat. Yes, come buy priceless spiritual wine and milk without money, without price, simply for the self-surrender that accepts the blessing. How can you buy something that's priceless? You don't have enough money to buy something that's priceless. You surrender. Amen. He says in verse two, why do you spend your money on that which is not bread and your earnings for that which doesn't satisfy? Hearken diligently to me, eat what is good. Let your soul delight itself in fatness, the profuseness of spiritual joy. Don't you just love that? This is Old Testament. Delight in fatness. Fatness, when they talk about fatness in the oil, it's the anointing. But it's talking about there, the fatness, the profuseness. This is Amplified Bible. Profuseness of spiritual joy. Incline your ears, submit, consent to the divine will. Come to me, hear, and your soul will revive. I will make an everlasting covenant or league with you. Even the sure mercy, kindness, goodwill, and compassion promised to David. Now that, that phrase there, spirit, the, the joy, Jeremiah 31 says, they'll come and sing aloud on the height of Zion and shall flow together and be radiant with joy over the goodness of the Lord, for the corn, for the juice of the grape, for the oil, the young of the flock and the herd. Their life shall be like a watered garden. They shall not sorrow or languish anymore at all. Then will the maidens rejoice in the dance, the young men and old together, for I will turn their mourning into joy and I will comfort them and make them rejoice after their sorrow. I will fully satisfy the life of the priest with abundance of, of offerings and my people will be satisfied with my goodness. Everywhere in the, the, in the Old Testament, everywhere, that God's people return to him everywhere, that God says, come back to me, come back to me, come back to me, he talks about joy. He talks about joy, he talks about restoration, hallelujah. And restoration is that joy. In fact, I'll share this with you very quickly, but you know, whenever I share my testimony, I share these scriptures because God made them very real to me. Because when the joy broke out in our meetings, you know, I said to the Lord, you have to show me, show me from your word. And he took me to Deuteronomy 16, where it talks about you know, all the feasts and particularly the Feast of Tabernacles. And 16, 14, it says, you shall rejoice in your feast and then you'll keep a solemn feast. And that, that solemn feast is, is a celebration. It's not just like, a, it's not a sad feast, but it's a committed, it's a important, it's a, it had to do, they would dance, they would, get giddy, they would rejoice, they would worship. That's the solemn feast that it was, not the sad and sour thing that religion makes it, amen. How many of you have been in religious church or grew up in religious church? You know what I'm talking about, sad and sour, right? It doesn't matter what's happening six days of the week, as long as on that seventh day you come there and if you're happy, take your happy face off, put your sad face on. The grumpier and sadder you are, the more God's pleased with you. It's the sackcloth and ashes. Sackcloth and ashes is for, for rebels. If you, if you are rebellious, if you have sinned, put the sackcloth and ashes on, on and put them on your head and all over you and ask God to forgive you. But then when he forgives you, get up, 
wash yourself off, hallelujah, and rejoice and serve him. (laughs) And so he says, you shall rejoice. And then he said in verse 15, you will be altogether joyful. And he said there, he told them, everybody, the men, the women, the stranger, the, 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 the visitors, the, the stranger was, was the, the proselyte, was the Gentile that, was, that committed to God. They were un, a lot of them were uncircumcised, so they weren't allowed inside in the temple, but they, they were by the gates. That's why I said the stranger in the gates. And... Um, you know, on, on the you know, day of Pentecost also talks about the, prosely- the proselytes that, that, were, that were around, and they also heard the word of the Lord and had an opportunity to receive Jesus. Hallelujah, they didn't have to be circumcised, but they had a circumcision of the heart because Jesus opened the way for Jews and Gentiles, and so there's no difference in God. There's no respected persons with God. He accepts anybody who comes to him in faith, and whosoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So you'll be altogether joyful. And then Nehemiah, they were celebrating Feast of Tabernacles and they began to read from the word of God. They'd been rebellious, gone away from God, came back, back to him. He's reading from the word and they start reading about Feast of Tabernacles. People start crying and they say, hold it, hold it, hold it. Now they were crying because they were repenting, right? But they said, wait, 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 hold it, hold it. They said, don't cry. Today's holy. They said, Go, Israel, in verse 10, go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet drink, send portions to him for whom nothing is prepared. So eat, drink, share. For this day is holy. It's holy to rejoice. It's holy to eat the fat and drink the sweet and rejoice and to celebrate God, hallelujah. And don't be grieved, don't be depressed because the joy of the Lord is your strength and your stronghold, hallelujah. Hallelujah, and it said they went their way and they did as they were told because they understood what they said to them. You have to understand that God wants us, if you saved and you washed in the blood, then you have a reason to rejoice. You have zero reasons to be grieved and depressed and every reason to rejoice. I don't care what's going on in your life. I don't care what the doctor said. I don't care what your nasty husband is up to. Let's call him your blessed husband. You know what I'm saying? Or maybe, you know, hey, listen, people go through all kinds of hell, uh, things in their life and all kinds of crazy stuff. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what your kids are up to. I don't care how rebellious they're being. You have a reason to rejoice because God has given you his word and he's given you his promise. Hallelujah. And if you stand on it, he's gonna come through for you and bring you out in a, to a place of victory and a place of peace. And the devil is not gonna have his way in your life. Amen, hallelujah. You just have to make a decision. The devil is not gonna have his way, but God is gonna have his way, hallelujah. So the joy of the Lord, that's what carried us through, what carried us through Kelly's whole life. And her life became a testimony, even her even though it was short, 18 years old, her life, God is, the devil doesn't win. He doesn't win, he doesn't win. Amen. They, they are still using her case history in the hospital. It's so unique, like Debbie's testimony. Her, own, her doctor wanted to speak at her memorial, her funeral, because he'd never met anybody like her. Why? Because of Jesus. And because Kelly knew that God wasn't her problem that the devil's a liar and he's the thief and he kills, steals and destroys, but God is a good God, she knew that. 
She knew that. We never spoke death to her. We spoke life. Even when, as she was exiting this world, she refused the steroids because steroids make you sterile. And she wants babies. She wanted eight. And she wanted to adopt every kid she could see and have orf, you know, orphanages. And she's had such a heart for children. And the, 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 now her doctor was the sweetest, kindest, understood her. He just knew how to handle her. And, uh, and this, this ER doctor just didn't know what to do with himself because you're refusing the steroids. And if, but it wasn't that story, it was steroids for your lungs. And, um, and he's just like, doesn't she understand? And she can never have kids. So I'm, like, I'm like, how can I explain this to this doctor? I'm like, doctor, doctor, okay. I said, listen. We, we, we've never spoken, you know, we've always prayed. Listen, she nearly died when she was 11 months. She nearly died when she was three. And, and we prayed and God turned her around and God has kept her all these 18 years. And you have to understand, we don't talk death to her. We speak life. I said, it's okay. You just do what you need to do. We'll, we'll deal with Kelly. It's okay. And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> just went on with whatever. But she's, her life was a testimony. The devil doesn't win. He didn't get to take her. We off, my husband offered her as an offering for a hundred million souls and a billion dollars in world missions. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. And we had one Kelly, this tiny little girl with this international vision. Oh my goodness, this child had such huge vision and she was determined to do it as well. And you know what, but that's inspired a generation of young ladies. And so we sowed our daughter, but we have all these daughters that are in ministry and doing things for the Lord, hallelujah, and changing the world, amen. Thank you, Jesus. So listen, every tear you've cried and every seed you've sown, whatever loss there's been in your life, listen, we're gonna turn it around, we're gonna make the devil pay, amen. Gonna win more souls and get more people healed and get more people touched, hallelujah. Hallelujah, the devil is never gonna say, that he won. He's never gonna say that he stole anything from me and he stole anything from you. He is never, he is never. We are not gonna give him that privilege. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then Ezra records and he says, he says that they were all together in verse 11, they were singing and giving, giving praise and you know what they were singing? For he is good and his mercy endures forever. He is good. You want the presence of God to come in your church, in your house, in your life, in your car, in your, you start singing, he is good and his mercy endures forever. He doesn't show up when you say he is bad and he is, you know, God kills and he gives and he takes away. And he, Job repented of saying that, okay? So you need to repent too. And for, the, for heaven's sake, don't sing this stupid song. I know it's catchy, it's a great tune, but please, you don't need that reinforced in your spirit, God gives and takes away. No, 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 no. He gives and gives and gives and gives and gives and gives and gives. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so they stay worshiping God is good and, and his, his mercy endures forever. And it says the priests and the Levites, the chiefs, the, so the old guys, right? They all start crying. Because they had seen the, the, the temple before it got torn down by the Babylonians and they all went into captivity. And they, so they're crying when they see this foundation being laid and the younger ones, it says, are shouting with a loud shout. And in verse 13, the people couldn't discern the, now, the, no, the noise of the shout from the noise of the weeping 
for the people shouted the loud shout. The sound was heard afar off. So some people got touched and they were crying and some people got touched and they were laughing. That's what happens in our meetings, hallelujah. And it says the, the sound was heard afar off. When God touches your life, there's a sound that goes out that's heard a long way off. You know, there's, there's, a, there's a particular word, there's different words that they use when they talk about like the fame of Jesus went round about. And one of, one of the words that was used I believe it was in Luke, I'm not sure, if it was, I can't remember now, but, or maybe it was Mark, but he uses that word, the same word that when they were filled with the Holy Spirit, you know, the sound of a mighty rushing wind in Acts, and it's the same word. It's that echo, that sound from heaven, that echo from heaven, it was echoed, the fame of Jesus was echoed, echoed, echoed all around. When God touches your life, it echoes out like a ripple, it goes out and it touches many, 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 many lives. And who knows, you don't know how God's gonna use you. I just look at what God did in me, how He set me free, how, how He filled me with His joy, hallelujah. And how He touched me and He delivered me of oppression, amen. Because I got desperate and one night in my home, I just cried and cried and cried. Like I said this morning, I felt like I cried my insides out. But I was changed, I was different, my face even looked different. And that thing never came back, amen. I mean, you know, stuff tries, but it doesn't have a right. Not if you tell it no. And just slam the door in his face. I mean, hit him in the nose with it. Squish his toe, <laughs> anyway. So here, they all have a different response, but they're all being touched and the sound is, is heard. And then um, in John chapter seven, Jesus got up on the Feast of Tabernacles, the final most important day of the feast, and he said, if anyone is thirsty, come to me and drink. On that feast of you will rejoice and you will be joyful, they were commanded, you will rejoice. And on that you will rejoice day, Final, the most important day, Jesus gets up and he says, if anybody is thirsty, come to me and drink. And out of your belly, out of your innermost being will bubble forth, will spring forth rivers of living water. You know, in, in I, I believe it's Isaiah, it says, we'll, we'll draw forth from the wells of salvation with joy. Jesus spoke to the woman at the well about, you know, a well, the, you know, getting water, what, in a bucket? But God wants to put Forget the bucket, he wants to put a river. That's the next level, right? Acts chapter two is that river of living water bubbling out of you. That's what happened to me when I got hit with the joy. I was sitting there minding my own business, but I was pressing and God, I need you to touch me. And I felt this bubbling, bubbling, bubbling. And, and, and you know, the first time it stopped because I stopped it because I was freaking out a little bit. I didn't know what, what quite was, was gonna be happening. Because Lord, please touch me, but but Lord, don't do this and don't do that. Hey, if you're gonna say, Lord, touch me, you need to like just back off and let him do it, right? And my prayer always was, Lord, you know what? I think I know what I need, but you know what I need more than I know, so you just do whatever you wanna do. And that's the best way to pray because you don't even know what you need, but he does. And, uh, and it's amazing what he'll do if you'll, if you'll get out of the way, amen. <laughs> and so and the, Lord, the Lord said to me, stop thinking about it, just let me do it. And that was, that was a like, yes sir moment, right? And I'm like, okay. And by faith, really, I felt it again, bubbling, bubbling, bubbling. And then when it did, because every other time when the Lord had touched me, I would just weep and weep and weep. And you know, when I saw the people rolling on the floor laughing, I thought, oh my gosh, I'd be so embarrassed if that happened to me. And then, and I thought they were just extroverted, like Rhonda's real extroverted. She's rolling on the floor, I, you know, I, I, 
that's all right. And then the Lord started showing me, it's not extroverted, it's, that's what I want to do for everybody. I'm like, oh, then I guess I need it. And I, <laughs> you know, and the Lord showed, showed me the walls you put up to keep people out, keep God out too. And pride is a wall, you know, you, even digni- you try to be dignified, it's, you know, worried about what other people think and all of that. And the Lord said, dignity, that pride, it's pride. And you know, that's pride keeps me out. God, you know how God hates pride because it's a wall that keeps him out. So we need to bring that wall of pride down, forget about what other people think or gonna think or do think. Who, who cares about what people are probably not even thinking? <laughs> really, I mean, you, you're, you're worried what people are thinking and they're not even thinking about you. They're thinking about themselves. They're wondering what you think of them. Amen. <laughs> And so I had to die to that. I had to die to what people think. Listen, even last year, I had to die even more to what people think. Amen. Amen. You get arrested. Everybody, some people are laughing at you and some people are like looking up to you. But you know what I mean? It's like it, at the same, you, you just have to die to what other people think and you've got to do what you know to do. And, you know, if your heart doesn't condemn you, you have peace with God and you just, you just go out of your way to honor God, whatever, whatever, you know? Amen. And so it sort of bubbled and bubbled because I got hungry and I said, Lord, touch me. But at the same time, I was like terrified of what was going to actually happen because, you know, you shovel those emotions down, years of hurt, years of stuff, and you're like terrified. That stuff comes out. I don't know what it's going to look like. <laughs> I mean, that's like unpacking your basement on television or your, or your that closet where you rammed everything, you know, the attic or whatever, the messy whatever, and you're like on television showing everybody your mess. <laughs> anyway, but, and, and it bubbled, bubbled, and it came out of my mouth. I'm laughing, and I, would, I was so shy, I would like even laugh quietly. Maybe not around family, but around people I didn't know. I was laughing so loud, I'm laughing so hard, I'm crying, and, I'm, and then I'm ending up on the floor on my hands and knees, and it's dripping off my nose, and it's like, and, and I know people are laughing, I didn't know, with me, at me, whatever, you know. <laughs> and you know what, but the presence of God was so precious. And I, I felt Jesus, his arms wrapped around me as I had the other times that he had touched me. But you know what, the other times it was like he was cleaning me out, and this time it was like he was pouring in. What does his word say? He pours in the oil and he pours in the wine, right? That recommends, that, that, the oil, the wine, rec- it, it recommends, it... <sighs> It represents the anointing and it represents joy. The fatness here represents the profuseness of spiritual joy. The wine represents celebration, joy, 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 joy coming in, joy going out, (laughs) joy in front of you, joy behind me, joy on the sides, joy, joy, joy everywhere, hallelujah. So Jesus said, whoever comes to me and drink, bubble out of your belly. And he was talking about the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost wants to bubble out of your belly. Ephesians 5 and verse 15, don't get drunk on wine for that's debauchery, but ever be, the Greek ongoing test, be ye being filled, be continually, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Acts 13, 52, and the disciples were filled with joy and the Holy Ghost. Romans 15 and 13, now, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope. First Thessalonians 1 and 7, 6 and 7 says, be imitators of us and the Lord himself will you welcome the message in spite of much persecution with joy inspired by the Holy Spirit. So thus you became a pattern to all the believers. Hallelujah. You can have joy in the middle of persecution. 
can have joy. You can have joy and the Holy Ghost. Don't let those religious people tell you that it's not holy to laugh in church and have joy. Because tell that to Jesus, because he said he would give you the joy. Tell that to the disciples, because they were full of joy and the Holy Ghost. And the church was full of joy and in the middle of persecution, it was a testimony. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, woo, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Put your hand on your belly right now. Oh, thank you, Lord. Touch every lady in this place and everybody watching. I thank you for your joy. Fill them with your joy. (laughs) Fill them with your presence right now, right now, right now. Fill them with your presence. Fill them to overflowing. Joy, joy, joy. Joy, joy, joy. Lord, there is joy in your presence. Wherever you are, there's liberty. Wherever you are, there's joy. Wherever you are, there's freedom. Thank you, Father. You're breaking the bands off of them. You, you're breaking, you're taking off, you're lifting off the heavy burdens. I thank you, Father, that you're lifting the yoke. It's that anointing that destroys the yoke. That anointing of peace and that anointing of joy that anointing of power is breaking off every stronghold right now and setting them free, setting them free and setting them free and setting them free. Oh, I thank you, Lord. Every heavy burden's lifting off and I thank you, you're filling them up. Joy, 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 there is joy in the presence of the Lord. There is joy, there is joy, there is joy. There is joy, there is joy, there is joy, hallelujah, there is joy, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, there is joy, 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 hallelujah, hallelujah, there is joy, 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 hallelujah, hallelujah, joy, joy, joy. Some people are getting free, 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 you're getting free, free, free. Getting delivered, getting free, free, free in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, brava, bika, savre, membe, broca, rama, mamba, brose, cengre, vira, babro, bobo, kusha, vamom, lo, brava, ba, sevebre, sovrim, brem, robros. Thank you, Jesus, a refreshing, a refreshing, a refreshing, a refreshing. Riba broko bom brebo biba baba jambole chigarabo broko kori bamba bambo presegere vechangama ramdori da baba braso gore bebrebe chugra baba bravo kecheniraba ba no parabo bo parapi chenori baro. Oh yeah, getting some people getting the fire, 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 fire. Somebody, I think somebody needs to run. Woo! Haba baba baba rapa baba sira. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Woo! Yeah, Oh, la cachira, papara, hadra, babo, que se bre, 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Fire, 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 fire. Whoa. And you at home, you get it as well. You get some as well. Father, touch them. Everybody watching, touch them. Touch them in their home right now. Put a fire in their belly. Put a fire in their belly. In the name, in the name. Set free in the name of Jesus. Every band broken in the name above every name. if you feel if you feel like now don't come if there's not you but if you feel like you have like your insides are on fire come 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 quick come run right now just quick oh frebre brebe cosincha graba baba 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 robo coche crebos rebro robro bro cosinche crebro bro bro cosincha grabra roro bro bro cosinche crebre brebre 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 fire 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 fresh 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 in the name fresh touch in the name in the name in the name run boys run boys run boys Help, 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 boys. Come on, come on, come on, boys. Rapochi bebe bebe bo. Chica saba baba rababa harbo bo bo bo. Chessi baba bo. Chessi. Free in the name of Jesus. Oh, chaba baba baba hoche. Uparaba. Lotsi baraba. Shokrebe. Sukraba. Shekrebe. Lurparabasa. Lorabala. Uh, chichichila. Lotororobokosi. Ropobobokosi. Let's go to Boshingra. Yuhu barababaso, paraba, para, 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 la rababa, baba, yahoo, 
Thank you, Jesus. Oh, fire, 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 fire. In the name, Jane, name, in the name, in the name. Oh, Papa Niba. Let me just run here, then I'll come back there. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. Get her feet away. Shimbra bra bam bam bro broko siche grevo subra ba. E free! In the name of Jesus, I take authority over a foul demonic thing on your life. In the name of Jesus, set free. Set free, set free, set free. Natasha, proba sigre bor karabas. Jehori baba, handra ba. La baba baba braba baba ba. You gotta drink, 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 drink. You gotta drink, 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 drink. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Fire, 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 fire. Woo, fire, 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 fire. In the name, in the name, in the name. Hoopla, ba, ba, ba. Free. Never the same. Free. In the name of Jesus. Jesus. Ha, 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 ha. Ba, 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 mloso. Hira, ba, 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 ba. Hira, ba, ba, ba. Lenzo, lenzo, lepra. Ba, 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 secret. Ba, 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 ba. Ha, ha, ha. Lo, ro, 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 No, si, lanzo. No, si, ba. There's more, 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 maybe, maybe you got a touch, he's gonna fill you tonight, free, 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 joy, 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 joy. Oh, let's go, Kula Baba. Oh, let's go, Baba Kula. La Katsa Bukhet. He chugged. Fire, fire, fire. In the name of Jesus. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Never the same. Never the same in Jesus. 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 Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. Oh, thank you, Father. Fresh, 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 fresh. Fresh touch. Fresh, fresh fire. Oh, fresh, refreshing. Refreshing. Oh, joy, joy, joy. Joy, joy, joy. 
Oh, joy, 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 joy. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Para pasi kero kurge. Shubra bra baba. Shovri bri bro kurka baba bro set. Chali mongla nenso via. Nempro vara baba kativis. Oh, yeah. Filled right now and overflowing. Jesus, thank you, Jesus. Oh, Lian. yes, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Everything is turning around today. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's doing it. It's done in the name, in the name. Jesus, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you. Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Huparabakushle. Horpen. Oh, Vajires. Luprababako. Sijegro. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Hababahia. Oh, Fani Master. Luharba. Lora. Lohochi. Nakiano Sura. Yes, 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 yes. In the name, in the name, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Brabra, he loves you. He loves you. You're valuable. You're precious. Likrava <laughs> Yoklomano asa chikavo linamo nemdomo kusa baba chungsabra brutas Jesus oh thank you father thank you father thank you father obra bra baba subre subre bresa proseri veklama non chiga oh ya tebro bro bro ro kosicha sara hofiara bandro bose nambra ba kushe brasa Shanzikra babro bropo kusa nafrada namna mushele menko shinses nyoko si chaharbaro lesevitsu meholaba namaka chegisa nakasibo chekesavam bachunsa nombro bropo kusinche brabrapa kasechos leroboko si jevroro chebrebreko si chamra nemnomonko si chero linsa viansos in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Tira babam blori bam sabor basi yandoro bok bebo kurga mamanko si lurte harman seno 
Linga mama mori boko suchem robrobo. Let's ovo momo mo shigama ko. Lindo borobroti blesse brosi. Chitse bobrobro boko sinjeng rovama mambro. Nehendo kosida bose. La ku devoshi. Oh, 
Ki se, ki vra vra vra, ku si vra vra vra, ni vra 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 vra